This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. My guest today is Phil Kohler here to talk about his review of Lords of the Fallen. I'm Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Welcome back. I am so happy to be here today with you. I'm so happy to have you on the program, Quality Control. Not your first time. You're our most frequent guest, I would say, but the people can't get enough. Yeah, and can you blame them? Indeed. I mean, I'm, I'm fantastic. Indeed, I can't. I have been following with no small amount of delight some of your tweets about the game you have reviewed, uh, Lords of the Fallen. Um, first off, I want to ask, is that like the worst name ever? It's a really bad name, right? Uh, you know what? There's a lot of reasons that I went into this, this game skeptical, um, that I went in, uh, not, maybe not expecting the greatest game. And that, that name is absolutely one of them. It is a name that almost defies remembering it. You can try Mm -hmm. to hold it in your mind, but it dissipates almost instantly. Literally, when I was playing the game and I would go to write a tweet about it, I had to open up Steam and check the game name just to make sure that I wasn't making it up. Because I was like, I I would type Lords of the Fallen and then I would think, no, that can't be right. That cannot be it. But it is. It is, in fact, Lords of the Fallen. Uh, Phil, but let's let's actually talk about Lords of the Fallen. Uh, I think I messed up the name right there. Um, (laughs) I have played several of these uh, 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 difficult games, I think you, you, we could call them, uh, and almost always when I do it, I, it is with the aid of some sort of guide or hand-holding. My first experience with Dark Souls was indeed with a guide that you yourself wrote. Um, oh, sure. So, uh, But when you're reviewing a game, you don't have that. There's no safety net no resource i was hoping you could talk first a little bit about reviewing a hard game when there is no one to turn to for help sure uh you know with the souls games it's actually been interesting because what i've I've gotten into you know initially i i've reviewed all three souls games at different outlets um when i reviewed demon souls initially um the first one uh yeah that was one that i went in with no guide I was reviewing it shortly after it came out, so I ended up kind of using forums as my my support, um, my my safety net in that sense, and and it felt right for that game because it felt like that's the kind of thing they want you to do, right? Like they want you talking with the community and trying to to piece together with people what's going on. Um, so then when Dark Souls uh, one came out, and I was actually reviewing that, you know on on debug console before well before it was out like a month or a month and a half before it released i ended up having to uh to kind of form that community myself with other reviewers um so i ended up putting together an emailing list of other people reviewing it uh so that we could we could uh 
share tips with each other and and offer support and offer like you know i got to this boss and i have no idea what to do does anybody know what's going on here um so you know the the other thing that you can do sometimes in these situations if you get really stuck is you can email you can email the pr person involved and they'll help you out but doing that in a game like like a dark souls right um I feel like if you if you really did that every time you get stuck, you'd be doing that like 30 times by the time you're done with the review. And and they're not going to get back to you that quickly. And that is something you have to factor into a review, right? Because most people playing won't have that, although they will have Absolutely. You know, crowdsourcing to turn to. Absolutely. So it's it's about balancing that. And that's why, you know, that's why the email list of of other people reviewing it um, feels like a good balance to me because it's similar to like a forum thread of just, um, you know, people who are, are playing through it and discovering stuff as they go and, uh, offering like, uh, here's the strategy that I used to beat this boss. Um, with, with Lords of the Fallen. Uh, so it's actually interesting. Um, Namco Bandai, and this happens very occasionally, not too often. Uh, some people will send along reviewers guides, uh, which, which Namco Bandai did in this case. Um, and a reviewer's guide usually has a couple of things, but um, it, it has some some content that's just like, here's what's in this game. Here's all the stuff you need to know. Here are the names of all the characters um, so that you can cross check that as you're writing. Um, but it also uh, sometimes contains a, a limited walkthrough, which uh, this one does. So there is a there is there wasn't actually a there was a walkthrough that I had access to um, did not end up really needing to use it um but i but i had it downloaded just in case you know in case i get really stuck and i'm like well i've got to push through um as you say it's something it's something that it's it's a weird uh it's a weird space because you have to kind of weigh that so uh phil would you say that this is a more accessible game than than the dark souls games if you've been thinking about trying a game like this is this a good place to start yeah, absolutely. It is it is one hundred percent more accessible for a variety of reasons. Um, not not least of all, they start with some really direct, really uh, well explained, simple tutorials, and that's something that uh, the Souls games have always kind of struggled with. The tutorials aren't are they're there, but they're barely there. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to piece things together yourself here, here, the, in, in Lords of the Fallen, the tutorials are a lot more direct. It really explains each element of the game. It spreads it out in a way that feels really natural. Um, and, uh, and then on top of that, it's got a very, it's got a more direct story. Uh, so you've got that element of plot pushing you through. Whereas in the souls games, uh, the plot is there, but you really have to work to, to follow it. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you are trying really hard to follow it, I feel like a lot of times in the Souls games, you can hit that point where you're like, I'm not really sure where I'm going or why. Uh, and and then, you know, then when you get lost, um, it becomes really, uh, really difficult to figure things out. Panicide X asked in, on our review in the, in the comments in our review, what are the penalties for death? Sure. Uh it's it's similar to the soul series in the sense that uh when you when you die any experience that you've accumulated and haven't put towards leveling up um gets dropped wherever you died um and then you have to go back and get uh regain that if you die on the way to that it's gone forever um there is one interesting difference which is uh the experience points are actually um slowly 
disappearing as you go towards them. Um, so it starts with a hundred percent of your experience on the ground and then it slowly ticks down from there. Um, so the longer you take to recover your experience, uh, the less that you're going to get back. Um, but then on top of that, there's a, there's a risk reward thing because if you go to where your experience is, but don't pick it up, you actually get a buff to all of your, uh, to all of your, um, your health, your, your strength, everything. Uh, so you can, you can think up some interesting scenarios where like you're really struggling on a boss, you die, you drop all of your experience, but instead of picking it up, maybe you just, uh, keep it on the ground and try and fight near it and use that to, uh, to your advantage. Um, I definitely tried that on a couple of bosses and had some, some, some luck with it. Uh, got, got a question from Mike who asked, hi, my question is thus very proper. Mike, one thing that was kind of a turnoff for me with dark souls was the leveling system from the attributes available to pump up to wall of numbers, detailing my character stats seems like Lords of the Fallen takes a more streamlined approach to character creation, among other things. Is that reflected in leveling up as well? Yeah, so that's definitely reflected in leveling up as well. Um, I think there are only four or five stats that you can choose when you, uh, when you level up. Um, there's actually two different things that you can put experience points into. You can put them into earning spell points, um, and that's going to let you earn new spells or, or level up the spells that you have. Or you can put them into learning ability points, um, and that's where you're going to increase your stats, which are and the stats are very direct, and it tells you exactly what they affect. So it's like strength. Um, if you put stuff into your strength, it's going to give you more damage, and it's going to allow you to carry a little more. Um, if you put stuff into vitality, it's going to give you more health. If you put stuff into uh, into um, energy, it's going to give you uh, more energy on your energy bar. It's it's very very direct. Um, you know what what everything does one of the strengths i think of the of dark souls is the uh, uh, both the games is sort of the storytelling that the world does the environment does a lot of the narrative heavy lifting if you're willing to like slow down and observe and kind of use your imagination is that something that lords of the fallen picks up on there's a little bit of that um i would say that in general the environments aren't quite as detailed and the uh as I said, the story is a little bit more direct. Um, there's there's cutscenes, which Dark Souls doesn't really have many of. Um, there's uh, actual like full dialogue with you know dialogue trees with uh, with characters. Um, so a lot of the story is just presented through that. There's also they do uh, you know you pick up diary entries and they actually read them sort of like audio logs. Uh, so again, a lot of the backstory, a lot of the stuff that's like setting the stage for this is how this place got to where it is uh, comes from that rather than having to uh, having to really look carefully at the environment or dig through, you know, item descriptions or anything like that. Um, Phil, in your review, one of the big things you hit on was the, the, the bugs that you encountered uh, while you're playing both on PC and console. Um, I was wondering first if you could talk a little bit about those uh, and, and how you ran into them. But also how you factor that in as a reviewer uh, when you're when you encounter bugs in a game. Sure. Uh, so, you know, the, the the biggest thing, the thing that that was most frequent that I think a lot of people are going to encounter is. Um, is just a frame rate is an issue in the game, and it's a you know, it's a game where obviously they're they're taking advantage of next gen hardware they really want it to look nice and in particular there's a lot of like really cool environmental effects um but for as nice as those look they seem to have a really negative effect on the frame rate at certain times in the game 
Um, but then, but then on top of that, uh, I definitely ran into lots of little random bugs throughout. In particular, the game crashed quite a bit. Um, there, there were times when it would just crash randomly, and then, uh, more importantly, there was uh, at least one point near the end where I was able to uh, to repeatedly get the game to crash by doing the same thing over and over. Um, you should so, stop doing that. That's a pro tip from me to you. Well, I did. Ev- I did eventually, and then it then it didn't crash, and then I was able to progress. That was good. Uh, <laughs> that help. The problem, the problem that I was running into is the thing that was causing the crash was getting set on fire by one of this boss's attacks, and you know I love getting set on fire. Yeah, um, I, so I just I, could I immolate not avoid you regularly mm-hmm. with my sick burns. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, so yeah, for me, one of the big things with with factoring in bugs is, you know, how much are they affecting my experience with the game? Like if it's just like little glitches, um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really have a negative impact then that might not affect my, my review very much. I might mention it, but I'm not going to like, uh, I'm not going to, you know, waste too much time talking about it or, or say like, well, we should lower the score because it's really buggy. If that stuff doesn't really affect anything. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of people don't realize that when you're playing a game like this, a lot of times we run into these bugs and what we always hear from PR is, Oh, there's a day one patch. Day, well, and day that one, you know, day one, day one patch. Don't don't even, don't even trip. That's the day one patch. It's gonna get all that. It's gonna get everything. Don't worry about it. And that's and you know, I've had I've had a lot of people ask me. Apparently, there is a very large day one patch for Lords of the <laughs> so Fallen. Maybe they, yeah, and, maybe and I've fact. I've had a lot of people ask. You know, do you think the bugs will be fixed? And you know, did you have the day one patch? The weird thing too is it's it's I I actually have no idea if I had the day one patch because I I I'm playing on Steam on the PC version. I had the game like the game did get patched uh, multiple times while I was playing through it. But I don't know if any of those were this this, you know, final day one patch or not. Um, So it's hard to say if that stuff will be fixed. I hope that it is. That would be great. But we'll see. It makes it so hard when you're when you're reviewing a game and, and some of these bugs maybe get fixed by a day one patch because really the only thing you can do is is play through the whole thing again to see if, you know, you're yeah. into some of those same issues. And from a time uh, constraint perspective i mean certainly during this time of the year it's just not feasible yeah absolutely absolutely um thankfully you know and i I did say this in the review is even with the really bad bugs that i encountered um in the end it ended up not being it ended up not completely ruining the game for me because i i still had a really good time with lords of the fallen Got one more question here. It's from Luke. It says, uh, Lords of the Fallen has attracted a lot of comparisons to the Souls games throughout the previous cycle. How do you factor heavy comparisons to other games in the genre into a review? And it's obviously something we've touched on a lot here yeah. in, in this episode. And and in your review, there seems to be a direct link. You know, how do you mm-hmm. how do you factor that in? What do you it, what do you think about? It's funny because it's you know, it's a it's a it's a big issue that we think about a lot at Polygon. You know, Arthur and I in in the way that we've shaped reviews for Polygon we we really go out of our way to try not to focus on comparison too much um for two reasons uh one is that we don't we want to make the review readable for someone who hasn't played x other game right so right. we don't want to we don't want to fall back on the the really easy thing of like well this is just like this game um because some people might not know that game um and then the other thing is we want we want to give each game a, a shot to stand on its own um, we want we want to uh, we want to talk about how is this game without without the need to uh, say how is this game compared to X other game uh, with Lords of the Fallen. I actually talked with Arthur about this while I was writing the review. Um, 
part of the reason that the Dark Souls comparison is still in that text is this game is so directly inspired by that I think it's it's really impossible, if, if not impossible, at least disingenuous to talk about it um, without talking about Dark Souls uh, to the degree that, um, you know, it's it's not just that it's, you know, a, a third person fantasy action game um, with difficult combat. It's that the actual uh, the actual controls for the game are near identical like if you've played a souls game and you pick up the controller for this and do the things that you would do in a souls game with the controller you're going to get the same reaction on screen um so in that sense i felt like it was necessary to at least bring it up um and i i think a lot of a lot of fans of the souls games are looking to this wondering uh about that comparison as well um so so i thought it was a it was worthwhile in this case to at least discuss the comparison and then and then you know I still tried to not focus on it too heavily in the text um but but I thought it was a uh, necessary to bring up Phil thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me and thank you to you for listening uh there at home uh if you get a second to share the show with a friend somebody else who likes video games or video game reviews or just soothing voices uh we are we would love it if you'd share the show with them if you could subscribe and rate and review on iTunes. That's really helpful for us to, to keep doing the show. And uh, uh, make sure you tweet about it. That's good. Tweet a link out. I, I don't need to tell you how to share something. You, you're all net savvy. You know how to do that. Uh, but until the next time that we have a game to talk about for Phil Cole or I'm Justin McElroy, thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.